0: Hey, Core Gang, welcome to a special episode of Don't Be Coy, an exclusive sneak peek into season three. This is a recording from our recent live event, and trust me, you will be excited for season three. Listen as I, Uncle Lou, and guest Rio Estolas explore his inner renaissance journey of putting it all on the line to follow his passion of owning a vintage clothing and sports apparel boutique. Let's get ready to dive deep into the world of Don't Be Coy. And we're live. Welcome to Don't Be Coy. I'm your host, Uncle Lou. And today I have the honor, pleasure, and the utmost appreciation to have with me today, Mr. Rio Estolas. What we'll be doing today is a sneak peek of season three. So thank you all for being here for this episode of Don't Be Coy Live. Rio, just to kind of kick us off a little bit, do you mind just introducing yourself just for the people here and telling a little bit around your personal and professional journey and, and the theme of inner renaissance, what that means to you?
1: For sure. For sure. Um, thank you, Melvin. Uh, it's an honor and privilege to be on the podcast here with you. I appreciate you. My name is Rialto Astolis. I go by Rio. As far as inner renaissance and uh, a quick glimpse, I've been doing this quite a while. Um, was born and raised in San Francisco in my early years. Thankful to grow up in a place that was so diverse and so much culture around me. When I think of inner renaissance, that's what comes to mind is uh, being around so much music, love, culture, history, has kind of made me what I am today. Really was born into vintage. Uh-huh. Um, this shop here, it took me a long time to get to this level. I had a father who sold antiques, older sister who sold vintage. I grew up around that, just always in around.
0: As you were talking about getting into vintage and stuff of that nature, and you were saying it took you a while to get to this point. Yeah. Do you mind sharing a little bit around what that journey was like for you to decide to bet on yourself and say, hey, I'm gonna go and get my own shop, uh, a little bit around what you were kind of doing prior before that?
1: Yeah. So I'd worked, I've been working odd jobs, different jobs since I was about 17, 16 years old. ever since i was a young kid i had dreams about clothing being around marketplace doing something but didn't take it i mean i never didn't take it serious until early 2000 late 90s i was kind of selling out the trunk selling vintage stuff selling things
0: what i'm hearing right now as far as going through that journey of yeah. saying hey i'm selling out the trunk of my car till getting to your own storefront a little bit around that journey to bet on yourself to do that because I can understand having different jobs or having a career or some type of trajectory, but then to take the opportunity to say, hey, I really love this thing and I'm gonna put my all into this thing and just kind of see where it goes.
1: Yeah, for me, it was a long journey. Um, The last position as far as working for somebody, I would worked at a corporate company for 15 plus years. And the day I started that company, I was trying to figure out how could I have my own business? Man, I took little steps and kind of dabbled in different things that led up um, into going full time. But for me, it took several years to get and it was just like doing little things each day. Yeah, I mean, whether it was like a pop up or when I think about when I think about the journey, sometimes I try to remember like how far to go back. Started off just trying to have a website, had my first brick and mortar in 2004.
0: What you touched on there as far as just having starting with the website is yeah, a really key point because it's just many times have, you know, I just can think about myself where it's like there's something that I really want to do, but it's like a thought of just what, I guess you could say a what if or whatever, but turning that thought into something actual or something tangible that you can do and turning that idea of saying, I really want to start my own business and to say, okay, I'm gonna get into a website. That's pretty big because I do work to take the steps to coordinate with people, to build up the frame, to build up your inventory. There's a lot of backend work before you can get to take that step. So I'm curious, what was that kind of motivation to keep you going through that initial step before you got to the brick and mortar?
1: Sure. I mean, the motivation changed at different times. I mean, it was always there have been a lot of different mindset changes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, really inner growth through the process. There's always a process in the steps to, that I took to get there. You know what I mean? I guess that's why I was I started to talk about the website because for me personally, it took a long time. You know what I mean? It wasn't something that I just tried to do a couple years ago. Um, I really have been taking a lot of chances for many years and started off before internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? But essentially it's like getting to a place um, to where you are, you eliminate the doubt. I think that's what holds us back a lot of the time is being scared to take those, to take that step, mm-hmm. to take that hundred percent leap and that faith in yourself. Um, it took me personally um, quite a long time, Yeah, but I was developing and learning in the process. Yeah. But I would say like 2007 is when I really was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I mean, if I'm working this hard for somebody else, I 100% know I could do this for myself. Yeah. And just took the steps to do that.
0: No, I appreciate that, man. So, in the sense of taking the steps to go, finally say, hey, I'm gonna start my own business, I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah, I'm sure you've experienced various different challenges throughout that time. Sure. You know, As you were saying, it wasn't just a one-time thing, it was like multiple attempts that led to eventually where you're at today. Sure. I'm curious about when it comes to how you face those challenges, how did you, for lack of a better term, endure them so that it helped keep that motivation around what the faith that you had in yourself? Because I'm sure if you could just share a little bit of a moment of about a time where you had a challenge and you had to really and truthfully believe in yourself, what did that look like?
1: For sure. I feel like what that makes me think about is like, there has been a ton of challenges, but it's not looking at challenges. Now I don't look at challenges so much as challenges. I kind of look at them as like, um, but just a lesson, a learning experience, something that we learn from. You know, when you go through the situation, God, we've had these challenges before. We've all, I've always been able to turn that into a positive situation. So when these challenges come up now, why is that anything different to me now? It's just something that needs to be figured out. Um, Example of that would be pandemic hit and customers can't come in the shop. Mm -hmm. So how do we figure it out? How do we, how do we, you've got to get creative. You've got to go inside. work with your people, you utilize your resources. Um, we need challenges. Chall- challenges is a part of growth. Uh-huh. Um, that was something I think is important, you know, that we have those challenges. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, through those challenges, we can learn so much. Um, you know, I had a shop up the block and pandemic hit, shop was going on here. The protests, people, stores are getting blasted out um people that even want to come outside people that you know people don't even want to go outside and stop so it's like what do you do in those situations um my family friends who are actually here today um we had a shop in tacoma and uh, we, we learned to work together in that situation uh-huh. and um reinvent yourself you know how, how do what, how can we keep the doors open yeah so it's like figuring out anything that you can do when you're in that situation and i think it comes comes down to um being able to reinvent yourself yeah being able to really think about okay this is going on here how do we work around this how do we get through this and it's just there's always a way there's always a way there's always a way to do it yeah you know what I mean
0: yeah um well, I really like what you touched on there as far as just being able to reinvent yourself because that goes into that whole theme of what we talk about as far as inner renaissance or inner rebirth It's like we have these various different circumstances that happen in our lives that transforms us, but how do we, I guess you could say, take the opportunity of the new us who we are and use that as motivation and not necessarily reinventing ourselves, but necessarily knowing how to use the tools that we've now developed. And so what I'm curious about is you've had these various different challenges or lessons that taught you things to help you grow and develop. Now you're seeing a lot of the fruits of your labor. Like you're seeing a lot of success from various different artists from the local level to the even I would say national and international level. And with that, like how do you take that as an opportunity to keep on growing and using some of the lessons that you've learned to keep that inspiration going, because I could see how getting to a point where you're seeing a lot of the fruits of your labor, Mm -hmm. it can kind of be overwhelming, but like appreciating those moments, if that makes sense.
1: It does, it does. I've really been in a place of gratitude, specifically the last couple of years, you know what I mean? And um, sitting in a place of gratitude, being that it did take me 15 plus years to have a store and not to work for anybody else that I'm just thankful to be able to do what I love. Um, I have dreams about clothing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And different textures and colors that um, I've been noting down. I'm just, that's what's coming up when you say aspirations and the future of mm-hmm. what's been going on and how do I stay inspired.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. You touched on something there as far as being able to express gratitude. I'm curious about what are some of the lessons that you can share with the audience and listeners around that journey of being able to express gratitude for yourself? Because I think I can only speak for myself as an individual, but sometimes there's a challenge in being able to be grateful to oneself or being able to express that gratitude. And It looks differently for different people and things of that nature, but what are some of the small things that you do to show gratitude to yourself, if that makes sense?
1: For sure, for sure. Just waking up in the morning and thanking God that I'm alive was one thing. And just every day I'm like, why did I wake up? Mm -hmm. Some people didn't. I'm lucky, so I need to utilize my day and this time to do what's important to me. And I think what this conversation also has me thinking about it, but as we mature and as I mature, certain things are more important to me. There's so many opportunities that have been arising in the last couple of years. At one point I would be like, I wanna do all of them. Now it's like, I'm a little more picky oh. because peace of mind is so important. You know what I mean? It's not just that grind there was a point to where it was all about the grind and staying up late waking up early um and now it's just like it's time it is time to enjoy the fruit of what's been going on like you said you know yeah. what i mean so a mindset change you know what i mean just again a big thing is um yeah betting on yourself believing on believing in yourself every day if it's writing it down if it's telling yourself that whatever you have to do mm-hmm. um and then um listening more to what's going on and what's around, listening to yourself and not always working to get a specific outcome, but doing what is important for the heart and soul. Um, Again, like I said, I'm in a real place of gratitude. This is just like what these thoughts resonate with me when I think about the current climate and the current situation is, um, yeah, we need to work together as much as possible I mean, and the future, what I see in the future is just giving other people platforms to shine and hold classes to motivate other people like you're doing right now um, yeah. and understand that we all have an impact on everybody, um, big or small, whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? Everybody has some sort of game or intelligence that they can share with one another. Um, and so I've just recently getting to a place where that, like, that's what's important to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good pivot to the last part of the conversation where you talked about as far as believing in oneself, that mindset shift and understanding your core values and how they align with what it is that you aspire to do. And you have various different projects going on as far as on the block and different things of that nature. But I'm curious as far as, as you were saying, as far as giving some of that gratitude and being present and giving back. Like, how do you align that with some of your future projects that you have going on? Because I think what's really unique about that is having that kind of present mindset where you're saying, I'm not just doing this so I can make another buck. I'm not necessarily doing this so I can grow a brand. These might be things that come of that, but that true belief around I'm doing this for my beliefs and what I want to do and then taking the opportunities that you've given the fruits of your labor to be able to give back. I'm curious how you've contextualized that or created that into like your future projects that you're doing.
1: For sure, for sure. Um, Well, the conversations I've been having the last year, different creators, different people, um, an example would be like I got a kid who works with a nonprofit company and he's showing kids how to make their own t-shirt. So we have a big event coming up August and maybe you might see some of, the, some of that work take place where kids can come and see how to actually make a t-shirt, how to design a hat. We go to a different school and show the youth how to actually create a t-shirt mm-hmm. and show how, to, how they could sell it, how they can market it. Um, those are the type of things, like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've got some equipment that I've been working on specifically for that too. Um, so just kind of like in the brainstorming phase as far as that specifically, but um, we got something coming out in August that you should see some of that in the physical actually taking place. Yeah.
0: So I think that's a really good full circle conversation because you know we didn't necessarily touch on it a lot, but as you mentioned, like you've been in the game a long time when it comes to vintage and like fashion and different things of that nature and now you've gotten an opportunity to um, grow build your success and essentially kind of give back i'm curious about when you're giving back there's always that aspect around giving a piece of yourself or lessons that you want to give away from that um from the lessons that you've learned working with your father for selling vintage doing it on your own and now trying to give that back as a opportunity what are some of the takeaways that you want to ensure that you're instilling into the youth or anybody who's interested in, not necessarily specifically towards vintage, but really interested towards betting onto themselves and at that point where they can give back?
1: For sure. The number one thing is knowing that it's okay to fail. Uh, Most successful people have failed a bunch of times. It's like, I kind of don't see... Failed opportunities as failures, it's again, a learning lesson to talk about challenges. Yeah. I feel like it's the same thing. A lot of people um, have self doubt. And so they don't wanna take that first step, especially the youth that we talk about today. Um, they need to know that they can do anything. And so how do, how do, we, how do we instill that into them? Yeah, um, I think that is giving them the tools to do that, being around them, letting them know it's okay to fail. Um, because again, it was a bunch of I've had multiple shops before I got to do it full time. Mm-hmm. So again, I'd I say believing in yourself would be ideal. number one, you know what I mean think about it in a way as to where failing is a part of the journey sometimes. Yeah um because we need those lessons, you know what I mean mm-hmm. um yeah, and just taking the steps daily even if it's a small step they add up over time yeah and um you know, when i was young i would say i wish i listened more so much we can learn from listening a lot of times people yeah. will act like they want to know but a lot of times they don't listen mm-hmm. so i think that we can learn the most just from listening sometimes or mm-hmm. listening to other people and I'll, specifically the youth i learned so much from the youth they come in and talk to me and I feel like I've learned so much I have a 19 year old son and um he puts me up on to so many things you know what I mean and so it's again if there was something I could tell my younger self you know what I mean that would be to listen more when I was young
0: yeah I really appreciate that and I really appreciate just you taking out the time to sit down with me today because this is a don't be coy live, like like to ask the audience if they have any questions or anything of that nature. For sure. But uh, for anyone that's out in the audience, do you have any questions for Rio? I hope our conversation was intriguing to your interest. As a quick reminder, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, consider leaving a review. We love hearing your thoughts. All right. Now get ready for the live question and answering session during the live recording. In his responses, Rio is addressing questions such as, what would he consider or recognize to be his biggest achievement? A sneak peek to a first of its kind event in August of 2024. Rio's feelings about the relationship between vintage clothing and art. How does his definition of success change over time? What's been his most unexpected success? And lastly, what celebrity he has been most excited about coming through the doors?
1: There's a few things that come to mind, but um, it's getting to meet so many beautiful people from around the world. Like I enjoy being in the shop. Um, it's really something that I love to do. So sometimes when I, like when I think about like, he asked about professional and personal, it's kind of sometimes, it's kind of in one because I'm like, I'm passionate and I'm doing what I love. So it's like, and that's the thing i'm most i guess i'm most thankful that i get to do what i love 100 percent of the time when i'm at the shop and i get to meet so many amazing people from all over the world and i get to work with the coolest people ever and i get to work with my family uh, so I, i'd say that and it all comes down to love at the end of the day and, and being around love and being able to share those type of things with the people you love thank you yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if I could share. Actually, I actually have a, something I'm really excited about, my partners I'm um, here in the back and I, um, we had worked together and they have been very successful in an event, event. They do big event in Tacoma for the last seven years. We had actually had a little store, in All-Star Vintage in Tacoma. But I'm super excited because some of the things I was talking about is gonna actually take place at this event. It's the um, Seattle World's Vintage Fair. The first weekend of August at the Seattle Center. And um, there's going to be a release of a really special project. Uh, I don't want to mention too much on that, but I'm super excited. I just got the news today and definitely thankful for that. So follow Throwbacks Northwest to learn more about that. And you should be hearing more information coming up. That's a great question. I, and it's funny you ask because I've been seeing it more as art in the last couple of years. It's like, sometimes it's like, hard to put a price on it because it is like there's true pieces of art right how, you know what I mean how do you quantify a piece of art you know what I mean? there, there are so many pieces of art what do you think about it the, sh- the overalls right there custom made um, got a lot of different vintage tapestry in them. each one is specifically its own piece um, you'll see more art pieces going forward I'll tell you that i got some stuff that i've really been working on that's more art specific that i'm super excited about um that's the type of stuff i literally been having dreams about if certain colorway and certain textures that you are gonna see um in the next year for sure that's gonna have a strong relation to art thank you man that's a great question and um yeah man Success had definitely changed for me um, just in the last few years, you know what I mean? Success. So success to me is being able to do what you love and not, and it has never really, I've never really been money motivated. You know what I mean? It's never, it was never really just about balling for me. It wasn't trying to have the most money or like the dopest shop ever. Uh, it's just what I love doing. Well, I think about that specific question. I thought about it a lot in the last couple of years. And success, again, just being around the people you love and doing what you love and being able to make a living from it, I think is success to me. Um, I probably wouldn't have thought that 15 years. You know what I mean? I would have probably, I probably would have had some material aspect to it. And so it definitely changed. I put everything in to get this shop and it was like right in the middle of COVID to basically like if it didn't work out, I could be, I could be homeless. So again, relating back to believing in yourself, I like, I definitely went in, all in, in that situation, but just it could have went a whole different way. You know what I mean? But it all worked out, thankfully. Uh, I'm excited about a lot of different people who come through these doors from levels of people who in the Instagram world maybe wouldn't be as as a bigger artist you know what i mean i talk to artists from all levels but um i mean it was really dope to have drake come in here i will say like he was a lot more humble it was cool talking to him and he thanked me for doing what i was doing that did feel good you know what i mean it feels good talking to people from all over the world like i said that's one of my favorite things is just getting to talk to people from everywhere um there's been a lot like one of my favorite artists is master ace I don't know if you guys know who he is, the underground artist, but he came to the shop and threw on a shirt of mine, threw on a hat. Like, a lot of artists won't do that. You know what I mean? They have to check with their manager or they want something. Um, so I that was definitely a highlight for me to have like kind of full circle to see like your favorite artists come in the shop and like, that they actually are into it. Like, on top of that, be like, okay, yeah, I'll wear the shirt, I'll throw it on and then see them wearing it in a video. I um, was super dope.
0: As we conclude this sneak peek episode, I want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of the Koi Gang. For all the latest updates on upcoming events, exclusive merchandise drops, and of course, the release of season three episodes, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Plus, follow us on Instagram at dbk underscore podcast for behind the scene access and real time updates. Your support means the world to me, and I can't wait to share more exciting moments with you. Until next time, stay hooked on Don't Be Coy. This has been another episode of Don't Be Coy with Uncle Lou. As always, I'd like to thank this episode's guest for a great conversation, as well as thank you, the listener, for joining in. Whether you're a first-time listener or regular, I always appreciate your support. If you like today's episode and ever want to listen to more, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And to join our community and access future bonus content, be sure to visit dbkpodcast.com.